All righty. Welcome back. Financial Guys Media Network. Mike Sparaza here with a special guest today, host of Poplitics. I hope I'm saying that right, Alex, and The Spillover. Alex Clark with us. How are you? Oh my goodness. Happy to be here. Finance, politics. I'm like, this is, I mean, this comes so naturally to me. No, I'm just joking. The politics part, the pop culture part, yes. But I'm excited to be here, meet some new people. I will say, I run our uh, insurance division here. So the finance to me is a foreign language as well. So <laughs> it's just part of our media company there. But um, yeah, I met you at the Turning Point event briefly. Uh, that was a really, really fun event down in Florida. I know you guys got one coming up again here soon, right? Yeah, actually, in a couple of weeks, we have America yeah. Fest, which is going to be in Phoenix, Arizona, a massive conference that has all the top political speakers from Tucker Carlson to Tim Poole during the day. And then at night, it turns into a huge country concert with artists like Chase Rice and Riley Green and all these people. So it's it really is conservative Coachella. I will say I was pretty impressed at the uh, the Student Action Summit that I attended. That was pretty awesome. A ton of people there. DeSantis spoke. Trump spoke uh, on different nights. It, it was a really, really great event. That was the first one I ever went to for you guys. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. Oh, that. my gosh. Yeah, I'm yeah. so glad that we got to connect there. And then America Fest, if anyone is interested in going, it's in Phoenix, Arizona, December 17th through 20th. Just go to amfest.com. You can use code POPLITICS for a discount on your tickets. Awesome. There you go. So I, I wanted to start real quick with this. I don't know how to say it either. Balenciaga, I believe it is. Before we get into the Kim Kardashian part of it, what, what has this happened with this company before? Because I hadn't heard anything until this recent one. And what I saw was absolutely bananas. I couldn't believe it. Okay, so here's what's really juicy about the Kim Kardashian Balenciaga saga is that it has happened before. These people are constantly using child abuse, satanic imagery in their advertisements, in their runway fashion shows. But it hadn't gone viral until this recent campaign with the the toddlers and the BDSM teddy bears and all that stuff. So that was new. That went viral. It finally brought attention to it. But then all this stuff got brought to light like, oh, they do this all the time. They had runway models walking down the runway holding a bloody baby doll and then a diaper bag filled with blood on the baby's clothing and accessories and things like that. I mean, completely normal fashion stuff, right? And so... I host the show Poplitics on YouTube where I cover pop culture from a conservative perspective. So I start diving into this stuff. Come to find out the... In-house stylist that runs all of the ad campaigns for Balenciaga, which is owned by Gucci, by the way, Salma Hayek's husband, is who owns Gucci. This this has so many Hollywood ties. The woman who has been the lead stylist, in-house stylist for Balenciaga since 2014, is a open Satanist. Her entire Instagram page, which now, of course, she has made private, but screenshots always prevail has posted imagery of children being tied up, uh, her eating what looks like babies, bloody babies, constantly talking about child sacrifice, cannibalism, satanic rituals. I mean, this stuff, its you think that it's like totally conspiracy theory type of stuff. It is real. And so that is why this has blown up so big because people are like, they can't deny it. They know... Unlike the New York Times trying to say that conservatives, this is all now a conspiracy theory, which it's like, dude, the evidence is there. So you cannot you cannot deflect and try to say that conservatives have made this whole thing up. The evidence is there. And so now people, their eyes are finally being opened, which, of course, they've had their fingers in their ears for so long. Now, at least they're paying attention. 
So here's here's my question though: Is it like is it mental illness with these folks? I mean, what is it? Because I go back to even the, the drag shows with the children and and things that are going on in our schools, what they're talking about with kids. What adult? And I'm speaking as to another adult. What adult would like to talk or or envision you know child sex acts with kids? I, I just like to me, it's either mental illness or you're really, really, really sick in the head, which I guess would be mental illness. At the other day, I don't understand these people and why all of a sudden there's so many of them everywhere. Because we're not talking. I mean, yeah, there's a huge mental illness uh, illness thing that's blown up, but. What we're talking about in regards to the Balenciaga thing is straight up Satanism. And people think that that is, it's such a minority in society. Like nobody worships Satan. That's not a real thing. It is real. There's a church of Satan in every single city. Um, And, you know, we see these things normalizing death to children. We have abortion, all these things that are being normalized. You have the drag queen story hours, brutality, sexualization of children. It is normal. And you have now, we see major fashion houses, high fashion houses that are dabbling in this kind of stuff. And Kim Kardashian who is a main face of the brand, this is why this is so scandalized. She's a huge face for Balenciaga. They're paying her millions of dollars a year to wear their clothing. And her response to the scandal was not, uh, yes, she said, well, this is disgusting and I'm very concerned. But at the end of her statement, she said, but, and I'm paraphrasing, but Balenciaga they really seem sorry. They seem like they don't want to do this again. So, you know, I'm willing to to kind of bet on them and hopefully they've learned their lesson from this. Ultimately saying I'm willing to leave the door open to continue accepting a paycheck from people who put documents saying that child porn should be protected under free speech, the First Amendment, that child porn should be protected. They had those documents in this photo shoot as well. And she's saying, well, I'm willing to give them a second chance I think I'll keep working with them that is very suspect and so now you have some other celebrity saying okay this this really crosses the line for me for the Kardashians they've done a lot of things but this ultimately might be the end for my support of Kim Kardashian this is uh, one of the biggest PR crises she's ever faced as, as a, a public person and Chris Jenner yesterday uh, tried had um, the paparazzi photograph the entire family got together for a family meeting they purposefully dropped yesterday during the scandal that uh, oh guess what big news Kim Kardashian and Kanye West finalized their divorce to dis- detract from the scandal of the Balenciaga stuff so Chris Jenner had the whole family get together for an emergency family meeting, had the paparazzi photograph it and say, look, the family's having an emergency meeting to talk about Kim finalizing her divorce. No, they were not. The family was getting together to have an emergency meeting about how they're going to move forward from this PR scandal because they're all now being branded as child rape apologists. And I was going to say, I mean, to, to make matters even worse, not that it's, it's bad enough there, but to make matters even worse, it's not like Kim needs 10, 20, even $30 million a year from this company, right? I mean, no matter how much money, I don't think it's probably that high, but no matter what the the price tag is, she doesn't need the money anyways. Just walk away from them. 
Yeah, she's a bottomless pit. She's completely sold her soul, right? I believe she's completely sold her soul out for fame and money. Um, and that happened many years ago. So um, again, a lot of people's eyes are being opened to how vapid and depraved this family is that they can't even stand against uh, to lose a couple million after all the money that they have. You can't stand to use a, lose a couple million to stand up against child pornography, child rape, pedophilia like you know what i mean that's that's normal it's something that comes natural to you and i but for her there's something else going on here deeper than meets the eye and that's what i believe is about to come out very soon and we're going to find out how deep this rabbit hole goal goes this balenciaga stuff a lot more is going to come out and again Lots of celebrities tied to Balenciaga and Gucci and uh, the fashion house that owns Balenciaga. You have Emma Watson, the actress, who's one of the main people pulling the strings there. She has not come out and said anything about this either. It's it's amazing, too, and I, that's my next topic here when you, with Hollywood. And you look at sports and athletes, too, right? You look at the NBA. They will defend China 24-7, right? Um, they don't defend our own country, our own police officers, our own people, but they'll go defend China. And, and that's my next thing. You look at what's going on in China right now. It's pretty scary stuff there. I mean, it's almost out of like a horror movie, right? You see people coming in white lab coats and, you know, top to bottom, they got the, the white outfit going. It's scary stuff. And the NBA hasn't said a word about it. Not one word. Well, what's interesting, too, and, and we're all praying for the people of China to meet this moment and to prevail. But what's really juicy is that you have all of these celebrities this, this week, right, saying we're leaving Twitter. We're denouncing Twitter. This is so evil. It's an attack on democracy. Elon Musk just refusing to suppress conservatives. It's an attack on democracy. But none of them are saying anything, including Apple, who said that they might remove Twitter from the App Store. Apple, we just found out, uh, disabled the airdrop feature for the people in China who needed that critical um, tool on their iPhones to be able to communicate about these protests and what they're fighting against with their communist government. And Apple is saying that we are facing this ethical, moral crisis on Twitter in America, but they're doing this to the people in China, and this isn't the first thing, but you have companies like that, Apple, Coca-Cola, right? Uh, all of the, the NBA, um, Disney, all of these people that refuse to stand against China and the and the, the internment camps that they have there for the Uyghur Muslims, it's sickening. It's sickening. And so it's finally time as conservatives, and you have some of these celebrities in Hollywood, I believe, in the last two years, after the pandemic, that was the first thing that pulled uh, really open their eyes but now all of these things they're really starting to see the hypocrisy on themselves and these are all things that i expose on my show politics on youtube um and uh every day i post an episode every day covering the daily news and so um it's really shocking and like i said i hope that especially with elon at twitter saying hey I'm already admitting he admitted today that uh, it is true that Twitter was, in fact, rigging things in elections yep. and things like that. I hope that now we're going to start to see a lot more. And finally, when some of these stupid celebrities that are just like, I just have to support the current thing, maybe finally they're going to say, OK, the conservatives, the middle America, the, the people that live in middle America, they're not as stupid as we thought. They've been right the entire time. We will finally get some respect for what we've been saying. 
And, and I'll say this to, to talk about the Elon Musk thing with Twitter. It's comical to me that it turns to this now, right? It's all of a sudden like, well, wait, wait a minute. We, we, like, we want free speech and he's taking it away from us. No, 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 no. You took the free speech away two, three, four years ago and he's bringing it back and all of a sudden it's a problem. And I think COVID is the easiest way to show this, right? For years, two, almost three years now, they've, they've hid stuff. They've lied about stuff any data that's proven that you maybe shouldn't take the vaccine or maybe you shouldn't, you know, stay six feet apart with people or you should go to work. They've taken all that off the internet, not just Twitter, but off the internet. I had a, a local politician here. I'm, I'm in Buffalo, New York, uh, our, our county comptroller, or our county executive, excuse me, put on Twitter yesterday, 17 people in the local area have died from COVID over the last like four weeks. I think it was 16 of the 17 were fully vaccinated and all 17 had comorbidities. So let's break that down. 16 of the 17 fully vaccinated and all 17 had comorbidities. That is what people like you and I have said for three years now. Yeah. If you want to live your life and you want to take your chance, you do that. If you want to get vaccinated, you do that. But now all the data is coming out. And this is the stuff that's been hidden for four, three years now. It's unbelievable. We will be vindicated. We will yep. be vindicated. It's happening. It's been happening. It will continue to happen. Um, and so I, I'm happy for conservatives right now. It finally feels like we freaking told you so. And look, we're human. It feels good to just be able to say we freaking told you so sometimes. And I think the tough part is that people like us were not telling people they had to do anything. We were just saying, do what yeah. you want to do. Right. Yes. And that's what feels so good about it. It's like, yeah, remember when you told me I had to get vaccinated? I was going to kill grandma. Well, it turns out. I'm doing okay over here and grandma is going to be fine if she doesn't have a comorbidity or if she had the virus and she got, you know, natural immunity, they just, they just can't reason, you know, they have zero. It's frustrating all, to me. All conservatives were saying in the last couple of years was just question everything. Yeah. That was controversial. That was getting censored. All we were saying was ask questions. We're not allowed yeah. to ask questions anymore. Um, and so that's very concerning. And those are the types of things when we do have elections, our midterm elections coming up, or presidential election in, in 2024, those are the things that you're voting for when yeah. conservators are asking you to vote Republican. That's what we're, we're talking about. I, I totally agree with you. And I think, you know, it's thank God, you know, a, a place like Twitter now does technically have, we'll call it free speech, because I think for so long that that is the biggest social media news, uh, you know, outlet, we'll say. Right. I mean, Facebook has its moments, but I think Twitter is, especially for our generation, the number one platform. So here's something also super, super juicy is that did you see the stuff with Alyssa Milano this week? Yes. She said that she yes. was, okay, so Alyssa Milano comes out and says, guess what? I'm so morally superior. I am going to get rid of my Tesla and buy a Volkswagen. Well, of course, Twitter was just awesome. And just the blowback she received of people saying, you idiot. Volkswagen was created by the Nazis. That's how Volkswagen came to be. So your moral superiority, it's shopping that you're trying to do by, I'm getting rid of my Tesla, I'm getting this. You're, you're exposed for being such a moron. Then they find the receipts. They go back in Alyssa Milano's tweets for the last several years when Elon Musk was nobody but just the face of the electric automobile industry. Alyssa Milano was arguably his biggest fan. Listen. You wouldn't believe the stuff she was tweeting. She was tweeting things like, 
if I could only have dinner with three people alive or dead, it's Jesus and Elon Musk and, you know, Marilyn Monroe or whatever. Uh, Elon Musk, congratulations. I'm so proud of you. You're such an inspiration for my children. Oh, Elon, Elon, oh, Elon, you know. Like, this woman was obsessed with him. What changed? All he said was, I'm not going to suppress conservatives anymore from saying what they believe. That's it. And now he's a giant white supremacist. Come on, dude. I saw also Jim Carrey yesterday said he's uh, off of Twitter now, too. We'll see how long that lasts. But He's a complete I, lunatic. Oh, I, he's people nuts. People don't realize he's a total leftist, rabid psycho. He he is a nut job. And a lot of them are, truly. I mean, you know, you look at some of these award, uh, you know, these award ceremonies. You look at the Oscars and all these. You know, you look at when and Ricky Gervais hosted a couple of years ago and just yeah. nailed it, right? Just completely nailed it. And they couldn't handle that. They They truly believe that they are so elite and so above all of us little people. And that, you know, Alyssa Milano is a perfect example. She has no idea what she's talking about. And she thinks because who she is, she'll get away with anything. Does zero research and then looks like a total moron. And I couldn't be happier about that. I know. So if you're like interested, if you're listening to this, you're like, I like all this behind the scenes scoop on all of these celebrities and everything. Uh, this week, this Friday, today, because this episode is coming out today, right? So yes. actually today, uh, on The Spillover, my podcast, anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify and Apple, search The Spillover. I have an interview with one of the biggest uh, Hollywood blind bloggers, which means they anonymously get tips from inside Hollywood, have amazing sources. And he has spilled so much scoop on all these different celebrities. His name is Enti. Anyone who knows Hollywood gossip and everything behind the scenes, this guy is always right. He has the scoop before anyone else. So I have Enti coming on the spillover today. And uh, that is a cannot miss episode. I, I will listen myself because I'm always interested in stuff like this. I've never been into Hollywood necessarily, but now getting more and more into politics, I can't take my eyes off Hollywood because there's always something out there. Like Look, it's just, there's always something. It was Andrew Breitbart, God rest his soul, who said politics is downstream from culture, right? So people yep. think, ugh, I'm conservative. I don't need to care about this kind of stuff. You do, because everything that we see going on in Hollywood, it ends up coming into your homes. It ends up affecting people at the voter booth. So yep. it does matter what's going on. You, you do need to keep up, keep up with some of it. Um, and so that's what I try to do on my show, Politics, on YouTube, and on The Spillover, anywhere you get your podcasts. Let me jump from Hollywood now to crypto, because this story is as bonkers as Hollywood is. So th this guy living in the Bahamas, I heard he's got a speech in New York City. I don't know if that was this week or next week, whatever's going on with him. How has he not been arrested yet? Uh, Friedman Bank or whatever his name is, Sam, Sam Friedman, whatever. Yeah, uh, how is it possible? SBF. Yeah, we just call him SBF. It's easier. Um, the, your question is the same question I have. How is he not in jail? It has been proven now. We know, again, not a conservative conspiracy theory. He was using his crypto company, FTX, to funnel launder money for the Democrat Party through the war on Ukraine and all of this stuff. He was working with Zelensky in Ukraine, and all of this was going to fund Democrat campaigns. How in the world, how in the world is this man not in jail? In fact, the New York Times, I believe, has invited him to now speak at a conference yep. after this stuff comes yep. out. They're so corrupt. And you know how th this is the thing you think, well, how can they do this? Don't they care? They've been found out. They don't. They think it's funny. They get off on it that we all know and they know they can get away with it because they freaking control everything. They control every major industry. 
And I was going to say, you know, I told you I don't really talk finances, but I'm going to say it right now. So I'm part of a financial firm here. We own an insurance agency, which I run and a financial planning firm. We are monitored so incredibly, you know, it's so extensive. They know who our clients are, what we did for those clients. They ask, why are you putting a client in this investment compared to that one? I mean, there are so many guidelines and, and restrictions when you're in the financial planning space. They, It's called a broker dealer. They literally watch over you to make sure you're not ripping people off. This guy runs out of the Bahamas. I don't know if you saw Dave Portnoy was talking about this with his, you know, Dave does his investing and whatnot, but they're all over him for stuff he says on a podcast. This guy taking in money, blowing money over here, smoking math over here with his team. He's got 50 people Dude, living in a house. What is going on? The weird nerd orgy that was happening in yeah. the Bahamas. Get out of here. This guy. Why also, let me just say this. Why is it in tech you have these people that have, like, never seen a hairbrush? They don't even wear shoes to meetings and stuff, and people are, like, throwing money at them. That blows my mind, at least as a female. That blows my mind that people see this guy, and they're like, I think this guy looks like uh, a smart guy that we want to basically run our political party. Yeah, uh, and, and, and it didn't seem like it was that hard. <laughs> like, he didn't have to do very much to just get billions of dollars handed to him. I mean, he had to do nothing. And then again, he one of two things is going to happen. We all know it. He's going to get whacked, which is possible because he opens his mouth and says something maybe he shouldn't, or he's going to like escape into to nowhere land, and we're never going to see. You know, we're never know I where think, he is. I think he, I think he's going to escape, or he's just going to get away with it and rub it in all of our faces because, like yeah. you brought up the Dave Portnoy messages, he know he knows he's he's like, well, it's not my fault. People are stupid. Like the yep. like it was obvious what I was doing. It's it's not my fault. And that's the thing with these people that, you know, are a part of the new world order, are a part of the great reset and all this different yep. stuff, Satanists especially. It is their religion. They love that. Um, they feel like morally they're not in the wrong. If they present to you, okay, for example, they believe that if they present to you uh, poison apples and they tell you it's poison and you choose to eat one of them anyway, even though they poisoned you and you die, they can't be held responsible. Technically, we committed suicide. That's how they see the world. And so yep. that's why they get away with this kind of stuff. It, what's scary to me, too, though, is, is that, you know, again, you brought up Twitter announced today that there was censorship in elections. You look at this type of thing. They're handing money out to Democrats. Right. Just just blatantly handing millions of dollars to Democrats to run campaigns are. They used to, at least in my knowledge, they used to hide stuff and try and make it, you know, okay, they can't see we're doing this. Now they just slap us across the face with it. They don't even care that we know. They do it. They love it. They're happy about it. And the worst part is I, I love to blame politicians, and I'm the one. I'll beat up politicians all day. I'm beginning to blame citizens of the United States of America for putting up with it. People like you and I will open our mouth. We have a weekly radio show that we spew off every week. We have a podcast network we spew off every week. You do the same thing. But the people that keep backing these folks are just as guilty as the people that are committing these acts. Right, but we're combating decades now at this point. The, the people who are able to vote now, if you think about Gen Z and millennials, which is my generation— me too. And probably yep. yours. Yeah. Yep. I could, yeah. You look like a millennial. So yep. for us, we are now the largest voting block. I believe it was millennials in the last election. And we are people that have had decades of programming and indoctrination from Hollywood to school, to the education system. 
social media. We are, you know, the first generation that started at some point in our life, we started having social media every day. So, and now, you know, Gen Z definitely has all of that. So that is playing a huge part is all of this programming that until really the last year or so, couple years, conservatives has just have completely ceded that ground to the left. And now we're, we're reaping what we sow. We sowed. Yep. yep. And I think what's frustrating, I mean, you bring up the two generations that I, I, I always talk about millennial, which is me, I'm 30. And then, you know, the generation below us, what's so frustrating about it is these people are now getting more and more involved with politics. And that's not frustrating. We want as many people to vote as we can. The problem is you have a voter base that truly is, has zero knowledge of what actually is going on in the world and, and will vote for things because it's the, the cool and hip thing to do, right? Let's vote for Biden because, you know, I, 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 this is a story I'll tell you. And it's a true story. I was in college. This was back in 2012 during the Romney and Obama election. And I really didn't care about politics back then. I was more excited about going to a party on the weekend, whatever. I had a, a buddy of mine that actually went and voted because his only reason for voting for Barack Obama was, well, he is going to legalize marijuana. And whatever you feel about marijuana, that's not what I'm getting at here. If that's why it's you're voting issues. someone. Yeah, right. If that's why you're voting someone, there's something wrong with you. Well, conservatives, we and I mean, it, yes, it is fodder. It's it's funny, like the crazy stuff that we've seen on TikTok and stuff this year of the stupid dances that you have like Stacey Abrams doing and um, Be Beto. Uh, you have that what that influencer, that weirdo that with the long nails that was at the White House. Yeah, like we make fun of that stuff. But what's sick and frustrating is that it actually works. It, it does. works on these young voters. So conservatives like, yeah, we can laugh, but we, we have to be doing the same stuff. We yep. have to be doing the same stuff. And I think you look at that and it's the same thing. Why this, you know, strip club or, or drag shows is becoming a new thing because they're publishing it everywhere. They're putting videos out everywhere and kids are like, oh my God, that's hilarious. Well, it's really not funny. It's actually disgusting and should be outlawed. Like, you know, again, if I want to take a, a child to a strip club, what's going to happen to me at the door? I'm going to get my ass kicked out the door and yep. down the street. But this, for some reason, is like totally fine for parents. Just be like, oh, let me bring my little kid to see this lady with no clothes on or this guy you with know, no clothes on. Maybe I'm trying to think of how we could do this, but maybe conservatives obviously don't bring your child actually into a strip club. But wouldn't it be funny if there was a huge push of conservatives, like uh, at least on like all of a sudden you see all these parents lining up with toddlers, like lining up to go to the strip club and they're like, we're, we're ready to go in. And, you know, they're not going <laughs> to allow your entry. Well, hopefully not. But if we video us, hey, you guys are normaling this. You're saying this is OK. So wouldn't it be fine for me to bring my four year old into this strip club like a normal gentleman's club? And just that would be funny. This just came to me. I, I mean, we might be honest something doing here. that. Maybe we should start pulling stunts like that to, to, to just put the mirror in their face of this is what you guys look like. This is what you're supporting. Don't yep. you see that it's effed up? Yeah. And, and if you, if you don't, then you should probably be behind bars because there's something wrong with you. If you think that that's okay and acceptable real quick, before we let you go, I just want to uh, pitch you a little bit, pitch your shows. And, and really I have one question before you do that. How did you get into all this stuff, politics and, and pop culture and podcasting and everything? Oh, gosh. Well, I've always been conservative. I grew up in a conservative Christian home, um, and I wasn't involved in politics in any way, shape, or form. When I was 18, I got into pop radio, and so I 
had an almost decade-long career working in pop radio. And then I started, once Trump became president, I started feeling the walls closing in on me being an openly conservative woman on social media and being a public figure in radio and all this stuff, hosting top-rated morning shows. My bosses and management behind the scenes were like, oh, you can't be sharing your views or posting your views and all this. And I was just like, no, that's like antithetical to who I am. I'm going to do it. So I knew I had to get out. It was like sink or swim, basically, or, or yep. censor myself for the rest of my career. And I didn't want to do that. Yep. So right when I was thinking I got to quit, I was telling my friends and family I have to quit radio and I don't know what I'm going to do because since I started when I was 18, I skipped college. Like I just started this whole career without college. Um, and so that's when, just because I was posting my conservative views on social media and stuff, Turning Point USA reached out to me on Instagram and said, hey, we're a huge fan of your work and everything and we'd love to work with you in the future. And I was like, oh, this is my sign. So I told them, I said, look, I have this idea for a show. And at the time in 2019, Turning Point USA did not have the productions department that we have now. We didn't have a daily show, any. Mm -hmm. There was nothing, nothing like what we have now. Um, and so I just pitched this idea. I want to host a show targeting young women, um, talking about pop culture, but from a conservative perspective, basically be the, you know, the Fox News. If Fox News and E! News had a baby, that would be my yep. show. Yep. And so I pitched this idea. They loved it. And they said, let's fly you out to Phoenix. I talked to Charlie Kirk. He loved it. He said, we'll take a chance. If it doesn't work, you know, you're on your own. I'm like, oh, God. What yep. have I done? And so then I launched Politics. It became a smash hit. It started what I call the cute conservative movement, young conservative women from all across the country meeting up, making friends, starting a community, basically a conservative sorority um, based on my show. And it's been awesome. And so after the success of that show, we launched the Spillover, which is my weekly podcast about an hour a week where I interview somebody that just has a jaw-dropping, amazing story or expertise, everything from true crime. I've had serial killer survivors to famous actresses. Um, and then we have the episode that drops today, uh, my interview with NT, the Hollywood blind behind the scenes. He's like a former Hollywood lawyer and yep. gets all this scoop. So um, always every week a totally different guest i had the guy that invented the fbi dive team on talking about the different cases he's worked and stuff i mean it's always phenomenal and that show for sure is for anyone men women any age you will absolutely love that show but that's the spillover on apple podcasts and spotify i was just gonna say so both of them are on apple podcasts and spotify both of your, your... they are okay. but politics mainly you should subscribe on youtube because it's a very funny and visual show it is like tons of stuff going on and clips and things so it's great to watch it so politics on youtube get it it's pop culture and politics mesh together politics last thing how have you not gotten banned from youtube our whole our whole show over here got banned because I am purposefully careful. I've never yeah. talked about, I didn't say the word COVID. I didn't say the oh, word smart. vaccine. Yeah. Um, I would always say like weird things like the Jabba juice or <laughs> something. I would make up things to get around it. And I never talked about election fraud. Like I, I just didn't do that. So I, I stick to a conservative perspective on pop culture. So, you know, if a celebrity talks about how abortion should be legal or whatever, I'm covering that stuff. So I'm, I'm very careful because I know how important my show is to, um, combating the, the the cultural rot that young women get on places like TikTok and stuff, my show is important to that, so I don't want to get banned. <laughs> it's hilarious you say that because those two ex issues exactly, those two issues See? exactly are why we got banned, both of yeah, those. The COVID careful. was the main one, and then election fraud was the, the end of our our time here. So, on the front line. <laughs> so I really appreciate it, Alex. Thank you for joining us. I hope we can do this again sometime. 
Uh, again, find her episode tomorrow, uh, today, actually today it is on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Spotify. The there we go. Over. The Subscribe, over. leave a five-star review. If you do, I guarantee you will have clear skin and your hair will be shiny and bouncy for the rest of your life. I got to tell my assistant cause she loves you. Um, I, she's, she, she didn't know I was coming out with you today. So she wanted like a signed coffee cup. I'm like, well, I'm doing this virtually so we can't do it, but, um, I will let her know that you said hello if that's okay with you. I would. Yes, absolutely. What's her name? Miranda. Miranda. Thank you for yeah. being a cute conservative yes. in supporting politics and the spillover. It means a lot. There you go. Thank you so much. Thanks again for joining us. I hope to do this again soon. Folks, meet us throughout the week. 833 Finn guys, Alex, thank you. Have a great week. Thank you so much.